you in a position where he caught off guard and then bam, attack. Okay. Or you make sure that they get in trouble. So I'm a dad. But a bully we should know about. So if it was a bully... We yeah, we're going to know about after he come from home from school with the teacher saying that your son punched the bully in the face. No, because a bully... That's how we're going to find no, out. No, the bully has a pattern. The, so we would have already known... Yeah, but it ain't going to be no pattern on Noah because Noah going to... It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a beginning and an end that day. It's going to be a pattern on the person that's turning their cheek. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Rozzy and Buff. And we have special guests on with us this Valentine's Day weekend. We having the Given Sisses. The Given Sisses. Givens. Is it Given Sisses? Givens. Givens. I like <laughs> Given Sisses. We got the Given Sisses. We got my line brother, it's the Mr. Givens. Lynn Osborne <laughs> Givens. And then we have his beautiful wife, Teresa, Teresa, Tracer. I'm going to mess it up about 20 times tonight because I like getting on her bad. No, I don't like getting on the bad side. I just like <laughs> picking at her. Given sisters, what's good with you? Welcome to the show. And if you haven't, if you're not familiar with Lenny, he is the host of our, I guess I would say our brother podcast, the Bruz Books, the Bruz Bookshelf. So One Lenny- of my favorite podcasts, yeah. So Lenny is an, I don't even, I don't know if avid reader is even a, a description of you, bro. Like you can read multiple books. You'll, you'll read a book, what, three, four times for one show? Yeah. Yeah. I have to, uh, I go through it about three or four times. Yeah. But I have a process though. It's, it's a process. Your process is way too much for me. Well, the start of the show is <laughs> not, is <laughs> anybody can do his it. beautiful wife because to know Lenny, is to love Lenny or to hate Lenny. <laughs> and um, this lovely young lady keeps me rolling every time I see her, hear her, or hear Lenny talk about her. So, Teresa, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation. She didn't want to come on earlier, though, peoples. Peoples. She got lenny into it. And you will understand that by the end of the show. So, uh, <laughs> fellas, what's going on with you guys real quick? Because I want to turn it over to the Givenses. Uh, nothing going on, man. You know, we're in the midst of Black History Month. So did y'all hear about Buddy in Michigan? I think his name is Austin Kinge or whatever his last name is. But he said if he's elected, he's going to get rid of uh, Black History Month because it's, the, it's discriminatory and it's racist. So... Just want to and he's black. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, you got to throw that, that in there, too. Yeah, he's black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what is so, he running for? Yeah. Also, Uncle Ruckus. I think is, he's, uh, he's running for governor, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's the governor. He's running for governor of the state. Um, and he said that nigga's guilty. <laughs> <laughs> don't trust them niggas over there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to deliberate. I got the rope right here. <laughs> Rosie, what's good with you, bro? Hey, man, I'm good. Uh, just getting over a cold. Um, and it was What'd a man you, cold, too. No, so saying, just is, let y'all know, uh, that is a scientific thing. It is worse than a normal cold. I don't want to hear that thing. Ladies, 
Hold on. Mm. I, see, I see you over there. Ah, go ahead. Stop rolling your eyes. It's mm. worse than a regular cold. It's, it's a scientific fact. He had the sniffles. Scientific. It, 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 it's, it's science. Do you not believe in science? <laughs> I'm just trying to get ready. Yeah, next thing you're going to be telling me is the world's a sphere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What hey, did I get myself into? Hey, fun, fun fact. Both of y'all attended UAB. Oh, go Blazers. Fact. Go Blazers. Yay. Yay. When'd you come out? I went to grad school at UAB. Yeah, well, around what years? It I was, was gra- 1997. Uh, that's why I don't even want to. <laughs> Tupac oh. was still living when she was there. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, that, that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <Huh>? Yes. <sighs> <laughs> she went there at the height of the East Coast, the East and West Coast wars. Okay, this is what we're not like going to do, baby. I love you That's so fine. much. I, oh, I am very confident in that. I received my master's degree from the University of Alabama in Birmingham in 1997. Nice. Tell them what nice. you graduate. Did you graduate like uh, magnum cum laude, valedictorian, or Leave something like that? Yeah, that's that's, oh that's good. Okay. That's good. Yes. That's great. So 1997 so, is when I graduated with yeah. my master's. Cool. Well, I went there in 99 as a freshman. Oh, good so, for you. Oh, so, you're not going to do Tracy like that. I mean, it's, it's all good it's, for it's me. Cool. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy the fact that I am the elder. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like that way. Don't you say that. And you, and you hold it. Wise ladies, counsel. ladies, I just want y'all to know um, if you're a cougar out there and you dating a guy, and if 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 you're not gonna keep him, it ain't robbing the cradle. It's just babysitting. Just throw that out there. <laughs> which which one do you want to be? Um, do you want to be babysat or robbed? Neither. Uh, okay. You know what? You can rob. Okay. You can steal it. I'm robbing. Yes. There you go. There you robbing. go. Take it. <laughs> I guarantee this. I guarantee this is gonna be a fun show. Um, I asked these two young people to join us today for multiple reasons. For one, Lenny is the the host of Bruh's Bookshelf, and it's Black History Month. And I know we mention literature a lot, and we actually had a post today talking about your favorite book. And I felt like Black History Month favorite book. Gotta bring my oh. My line brother, first of all, let's back up. Lenny is my line brother, seven on the Q17. I've known this guy 20 years now. We met in 1999, bro. Yeah, so 20, damn, bro, damn. Over 20 years now, and um, great dude, loyal friend, usually wrong, but <laughs> I'm not even say usually wrong. He's going to voice his opinion no matter what, and I guarantee you will hear his opinions today. <laughs> Um, but like, like I said, loyal friend, love this guy to death and so happy he found this young lady. She's special and you will see why by the end of this episode, you probably got a little bit of it, um, earlier, but Lenny, for our listeners, we mentioned, uh, their favorite book, but as a avid reader, I don't know what to call you. You need to come up with a term for yourself, but what are a couple of books that you recommend that every one of our listeners pick up over the next few weeks to be black in America. They need to have read these books or read these books or give me something, bro. All right. Um, 
First of all, everybody, I'm Lennon Givens. I'm the host of The Bruz Bookshelf, and that's The Bruz Bookshelf uh, spelled with a D-A. To answer your question, I'm going to start off with the first book that was the impetus for me to start The Bruz Bookshelf. So if you ever listen to The Bruz Bookshelf, we start off with an intro, and it starts off, hey, have you ever read a good book that you want to share with your friends? So let me give you a little, a little background history on how the Bros Bookshelf started. We started, and to answer your question, is uh, William C. Rogan, uh, William C. Rogan's um, The $40 Million Slave. So I was reading that book, and I called one of these young bros uh, that I know named Walter, and I said, Walt, you play college football. You got to read this book. So he read the book, and one time, and one day he called me at work, and we ended up a phone conversation for like four hours. And doing that in the, uh, in the process of having that phone conversations, I said, bro, you know what? We probably need to record these conversations. You know, this is a really good conversations. And in the process of saying that, I said, bro, we probably need to start a podcast. We, we threw out the ideas of starting a podcast. And, um, and it was in the incubation stage. Actually, I started like moving forward with it. And um, I surprised him because I the next time we we spoke, I sent him a text and I said, "Hey, what you think about this um, this artwork?" Then y'all drop, right? <laughs> y'all end up dropping three brothers, uh, three brothers, no sense. And I was like, I didn't know Ferg was doing a, uh, starting a podcast. I loved y'all artwork, so I hit Rozzy up and I, I hit you and Rozzy up, and I was like, "How did you do your artwork?" And then y'all introduced me to Fiverr, so I went and I did that. So to answer your question, one of the first book, I think, and it's a really good read because he's an author, is William C. Roden's uh, The $40 Million Slaves. And the reason why I, I made sure I said he's an author, because you have a lot of people who write books, factual books, and they're not really good reads, even though there's a lot of good content. It's not a really good read, you know? So you want to get somebody who writes to... um to write a book. Another good book that's uh, recent is um, Black Fortunes. That's another good book. It's a lot of factoids in that book. Um, I like Asana Shakur's um, autobiography. Um, what books do you think? It's a must read for Black History Month. Yes. We can't have Black History Month. That's why I have you, baby. You all right with me. Uh, we can't have Black History Month without uh, reading Carter G. Woodson's The Miseducation of the Negro. And The Miseducation of the Negro, when you, um, when you read that book, then you understand the origins of Black History Month and how it started. So to go back what Byron said when he was talking about the guy running for, um, for governor, governor. Yeah, of uh, Michigan, Black History Month, wasn't supposed to be celebrated the way we celebrate it. White folks got a hold of it and they did what they do, right? So Black History Month was, you're supposed to be studying Black history all year long. And it started with Black History Week, right? It wasn't called Black History Week, but it was called something else. Uh, it was a week. And that is a, an aggregate of everything that you learn and you collect it, and then you put on an expose, 
and you say, hey, this is what we learned all year long. And it went around to different schools and that's what it was supposed to be. So if he's going to stop Black History Month, that means that we're going to incorporate Black history into American history because American history is Black history. So, yeah. So uh, one of the books, I, I did three books, Miseducation of the Negro, Black Fortunes, and The $40 Million Slaves. That'll get you started. Asada Shakur. And uh, Asada Shakur, yeah. Okay. So four. We uh, asked for so, three, gave so- us four. It's Lenny. Yeah, yeah, that's Lenny. It, it, it happens. So what? What about like uh, Tahisi Coates? I think I can. I can never say his first name. Ta-Nahasi. But between the world Ta-Nahasi. and me, Tanahasi. Yeah, Tanahasi. Yeah. Between the world, uh, the world and me was a good read. Um, he did. What was that second one? Uh, we eight had, years. We had eight, eight years. Yeah, that wasn't that good. <laughs> um, yeah. He's a different kind of writer. Yeah, that's what I. It's hard. It, his, his, it's hard to read sometimes. Like it's real heady to me. Yeah, uh, and yeah, so he, he it, it comes wordy. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of hard to read. It, it's not. It's not one that you want to jump in and not be exposed to some other like black artists or you know authors. Right. So that um, the forty million dollars. If you're not a reader. And you're trying to pick up a book and trying to get into it. The $40 million slave will keep your attention. It will, especially if you're in the sports. It's a great book. Great book. Yes. It gives you the origins of, um, of boxing. And like boxing was like the first sport an African slave did. And they participated in where he said, hey, I can uh, fight my way into freedom, literally, and fame. And uh, that was through a story named Tom Mudalu. Um, um, what is his name, baby? But anyway, the guy is <laughs> LL Cool J's uh, great, 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 great uncle, Tom Mullinu, right? That was like one of the first boxers. And it goes into uh, the story of the black jockeys and all that other stuff. Baby, stop looking at me like that. Hey, my wife want to say something. Say what you think. I don't. I was just listening to you. Yeah. But anyway, the $40 million slave is a, is a good one because, like I said, it's written by an author. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, those I'm going to have to list those books, recommend to our readers, and I'll probably reread them. Uh, well, uh, the ones I haven't. Well, re- reread the ones I've read and uh, pick up yeah. some new ones. And if you watch, what the, was the book? What, what was the book that you um, talked about that talked about like redlining and everything like that? that? Did you put, yeah. did you put me on that line or was that Byron? You put me on it, so Lenny oh, must have put had you on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the color of law, but we didn't do a podcast on the color of law. Yeah, that that book kind of exposed me to a lot as somebody who thinks about uh, legacy building and stuff like that, understanding uh, the system behind everything and. But why we're starting off, you already kind of know why we're starting off behind, but just seeing the the laws behind it really was eye-opening. You're like, for real? That, that was legal? Yeah, it gets in the origins of the HOA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the origins of the HOA was started to purposely keep black people from moving into communities. Yep. And where they could legally kick you out. And one of my so, biggest takeaways, just to not steal the thunder, is, is the fact that it's bigger than redlining. When you talk to black people, they think it redlining was what stopped everything. And that what that's what's stopping us is like, nah, dog, that's just a, a small piece of it. But we have um, turned this into Teresa's favorite term, the barbershop. Teresa, give us something. What's going on with your week, baby? I'm here for you. 
My week, uh, to avoid uh, going over what we said before, you know, as we women, our days, times, hours, minutes, seconds belong to you all. We have to kind of do whatever you say and kind of go into working around what you want and making the house the love of the house. We are the love and the nurturing of the home because, you know, I was downstairs (laughs) And she then, to you know, I got a call. I, my husband said, I need you to come upstairs. So and what did, he, what did his lovely wife do? She came upstairs. Mm-hmm. So I'm upstairs. That's my that's my calling. That's that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's that's working with the love language of, of the home, someone else's love language. And this weekend is about somebody else's love language, not necessarily mine, but someone else's. Right. No, baby, it's gonna be your love language on Sunday all day. Mine? Yeah. Baby. Okay, well, we're we're gonna see. That's the, that's the one day out of the year that we celebrate you. Okay. <laughs> the one so, day out of the year. Wow. One day. Wow. <laughs> you get one day. I knew I could walk him right into that trap. So I've already done. Okay, so one of my goals has been met. Walked him right into that one. So when we start to talk later, uh, and you say, but we do that every day. Uh, my husband already admitted that that's the one day. No, that's the day that y'all said y'all want it. And we uh, gonna get, I'm going to okay. give it to you. Okay, so we'll, we'll get past that. But you know, um, I am dual state of uh, yeah. uh, dual state residency right now. So I just got back in town last night about 930. So I drove up from Orlando. And so most of my week was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in Orlando. And I took the boys with me. So we just got back. Oh, yeah. Teresa's Ooh. a superwoman, by the if you guys haven't noticed. Sounds and like she that. walked Lenny in so quick, bro. Like I was hoping yeah. that I had a chance, but just for you guys didn't know, I talked to Teresa about twenty minutes earlier today. We had a debate. She was giving it, giving it all to me. I was losing. I think <laughs> <laughs> I tried to hold my my own, but she was psychoanalyzing me and all that good stuff. Trying, trying. I, so, I can't so Teresa, do, do you do you give Lenny gifts on Valentine's Day, or is it just like really your day and he's supposed to give you gifts? Because I heard Cardi B say that you know you, you're supposed to give gifts, but it just has to be cheaper than the guy's gift. Lenny, what did you are you doing with your head? What are you doing with your head? I'm I'm saying yes. Oh, okay. I just wanted yeah, to that's make your sure. love language, baby. Okay, but you're gonna love me in your language. Okay, so yes, I do. I I was watching <laughs> the movement of the head, and from this angle, I didn't know if it was going or. Okay, so Put yes. Put your guard down. I, I do. Is Don't be so defensive. Ooh, that look. Don't be so defensive. Once again, they're one of my favorite couples. Uh, they just keep me rolling. and But to be around them, it's such a great energy. You you would love it. Hopefully by the end of this show, I'm still one of uh, her favorite line brothers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, mine yeah. and Nakaya's. One of them. One of them. One out of 17. <laughs> In the top 10. But uh, we're going to jump into the show. Really appreciate it. Um, Teresa, I know this is your first time. We just go with it. Whatever you feel like you need to say. No hold. Don't hold back. Rizio. Edit it if need be. Uh, I'm pretty sure he won't edit you out. But I'm waiting on my lovely goddaughter to jump on. I try to give Rizio a little time to go grab Sophie so she can join. Give us this good joke of the day. Hold on. I got you. So she gives us a good joke every day. She's... The star, she's the true star of the show. I bet she's probably the smartest one. Wow, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't even, you don't even know Byron or Rising, you just come just 
Probably the smartest one, just see. But Sexist. you know, Byron looks pretty intelligent. He's sitting back, he's he listening. Looks. I can already tell he's analyzing. He's trying to figure <laughs> out where to get in. You know, I can appreciate that. And when we have guests, I like to, you know, leave room for them. You know. Okay. So, yeah. So Byron well, looks smart. So I just look dumb as hell, huh? That's not what she said. That's not what she said. Thank you. Like how white people black yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> white oppression. <laughs> Thank, thank you, Byron. You have now jumped into the front position. Hey, Sophie. Hello. What's good? How was school today? Good. What'd you do today? I got candy. <gasps> Did you candy. save Minnie? Her energy, uh, man. Yeah, there's still a lot in my box. Okay, tell Daddy to ship me some. It's going to get moldy and old, and you wouldn't so, want to eat it. Sophie, anytime I ask you to do something for me, you find an excuse. It's not an excuse. Well, send me a gift card then so I can buy some candy. Okay. All righty. But I don't know how to send it, so I'm going to have to ask my dad to send it. All righty. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you got a joke for us today? Yeah. I'm feeling good today. I feel like I'm going to get this one. So give it to me. Give me what you got. <laughs> This one, you don't get to just answer it. I tell you a whole joke. Give it to me, Soph. My daddy won't let me travel because of COVID. I told my luggage, and now I have emotional baggage. (laughs) 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 He chose it. (laughs) He chose it. He chose it. She'd be so ready to throw him under the bus. Yes. <laughs> the cuteness. Okay, so I like that one. You right. I just want my gift card. Ahead, That's all go. I gotta say. Gift card, Sophie. Ten dollars. Okay, Daddy. Excellent job. Get her a gift card and send it. I, I wanted your money. <laughs> I love that little girl. Well, my favorite part of the show, we're gonna jump into it. Lenny. Do you have a question for us? Sure. Um, I'm, I'm scared, by the way, people. This this question, um, it, I posed this question. I, it, it came to me randomly. And um, I asked my son this. And Teresa, I think you heard this question before. All right. So one day, um, what you guys think about this? When people, this, this is a question about sexuality. <laughs> when people say somebody turned gay because something happened to them that was either against their will <laughs> or damn Rosie <laughs> <laughs> hold on uh, either against their will and then you have some people that that already knew right so I thought about this and I was I be, I tried to make the things connect right do you think that being attracted to the opposite sex or being attracted to the same sex, right, is has nothing to do with sexuality and the act of having sex could just be a preference, right? So if somebody unlock something that was already in you that you never thought that was in you and you wanted to experience it again, 
does that have anything to do with your sexuality or it has everything to do with your sexual proclivities? You understand? Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot to unpack. A better. What? <laughs> hold on, hold on. My wife going to... Uh, can you please translate? He basically is asking if if you are gay, if you have sex with a man, or did you just want that feeling? That's pretty much not be gay, but not be gay. If you're in prison, yes. If you're outside of prison, no. <laughs> and the reason why I asked that, and the reason why I asked that, right, is because it, it brought me to another thing. I think that in society, we place too much emphasis on sexuality when it could be just as innocuous as the color of somebody's eyes. So, for, uh, Lenny, real quick, think, before we answer think, this question, can you yeah. clarify with Teresa what you're trying to say? Because the way she looked at you is like, make sure she understand your 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 stance on this real quick. Because her look. I, I completely understand. Okay, I, just, I just know how Lennon communicates. And because I've heard this conversation before, and it kind of started when we were watching, not The Lion King, but... Uh, the Tiger King, <laughs> the Tiger King, you know, and, and we were oh, in Oh, when he was like, I'm going to make him gay, that type of stuff. And okay, gotcha. so <laughs> Lennon was very adamant about the fact that if you're, you're gay, you're gay. If you're gay, you're gay. And we kept talking about the two men that he had brought with him that said that they were not gay, but they were in a relationship with the Tiger King. And Lennon kept saying, if they're, it, they have to be gay, they have to be gay. And I said that I believe that there are certain people who are just opportunists. And there are people who have this thing that they say is fluid sexuality. And it is more about the act of sex than it is about the gender of the person. So I think that the reason why they have come up with all of these terms is because it's really hard to label. And you have so many. What is LGBTQ and it's some more. So... You just right. And then this whole questioning that the Q is the question, which means you're not saying you're gay or anything else, but you want it to be. What I'm saying is that even with all of that, do you think that this is something new to put labels on it? And this this is something new and that's been going on for thousands of years and now that we're in this new society where everything has to be into a category, it's just another category that's created to keep people separate. Um, I, I, why do we I, focus I, I on it? I think I can see, where, I, I see a little bit where you're coming from. When you look yes. at like old Rome, right? In, in Roman times, um, men would have sex with men and it would be no big deal. And, you know, it, it was something separate. Well, men would have it with little boys. They wouldn't actually have sex with other men. Um, it still happens in a lot of foreign no countries. Deal. Yeah, it does. Happens a lot of, yeah, Jingle Boys, um, as we call them in Afghanistan. So, um, yes, that it happens a lot. And and so I kind of get what you're saying about it, it might not be, they might not consider themselves gay, but at the same time, they go through that act. Um, also, there, there was uh, discussions of like Roman soldiers would have sex with other men or other soldiers uh, during the time when they were away at war. 
and then go back to their wives like nothing happened. And it was just one of those things. It's like, hey, we want to have sex. I want to get my rocks off. And that's all I got is a bunch of other guys here. So we're going to get my rocks off. Uh, so I, I kind of get what you're saying. It's like that act of sex is separate than the sexuality and the attraction. Uh, and so but I, 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 I think I get where you're going now. The label of gayness comes society has put a label on it as you if you have sex with another you know same gender then you're gay but that person may not feel gay because they're like i'm not attracted to this other person even if i go through the act of the sexual part of it so i get what you're saying and yeah i mean it's it's a complicated kind of thing in in society's eyes they gay i mean you know it is what it is you have sex with the same gender you're gay um whether you're attracted to that person, whether you see that person be like, Ooh, I want to have sex with them. Or if you like, I'm just horny, I'm going to have sex with them. Um, you know, it's like, but like, and I, I kind of made that joke about them being in prison and it, it's, it's kind of different because all you have is me and you have no choice and you want to get your rocks off. So there are guys that go into prison and yes, they have sex with other men, but then they come out of prison and they don't have sex with other men because they have the options now. Um, and so I, but when it comes down to it, the act of having sex with the same gender is gay. In my eyes. They're they're gay. (laughs) I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I saw saw your eyes. I don't care how you feel. Like, you can feel like you're a vegan. But if you're eating steak, you ain't no goddamn vegan. You can feel like you're not a thief or a crook. But if that's what you do, that's what you are. It's a lot of nice guys in jail. Once you do it, you gay, and that's for okay life. for life. You can't, you can't like not be gay no more. Like you get out of prison, you ain't gay no more. <sighs> you gay. <laughs> one time, I mean, it's like you, you can you, you smoke can, crack one time. You, you crack you used to, you used to be gay. How about that? <laughs> used to be gay. Recovering gayness. <laughs> um, I knew Byron was just gonna just. Sherman will be proud of you, bro. <laughs> Cooley will be proud of you. Uh, I, I would have never thought of it like that. Um, I think, back to what you were saying, I think society not only put, puts labels on things, society um, sets expectations that we're forced to meet or accept or, or on the outside. So I guess the question for me would be, if there was no, were no societal expectations, would this be such a taboo thing? And I, I think I don't. I I, I want to be open minded, but my 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 mind is never say like you know what I'm tired. I don't feel like you know my lady's a thousand miles away. Let me go f- this nigga over here that's next door. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so I'm trying to think. Of that, like, you know, I'm trying to think of that. Hey, I did. I did like what. So I'll add a little nuance to my answer, by the way, because I like what. Um, see, Ferg, you 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 said her name three different ways. So now I'm like all confused. It's, it's Teresa. Uh, it's, it's okay. It's Teresa. It's Teresa. Teresa. Yeah. I think there there is a such thing as opportunists. Like opportunists, they they've portrayed them in like movies. I used to watch Nip Tuck, and it was a, a character in one season that he was like a a male prostitute, but he only did it because he was homeless and all these rich men would pay him. And so he's like, listen, I'm either be on the streets or I can live this good life. And every once in a while, I got to do what I got to do. But he wasn't necessarily gay. 
So I, I did want to add that little nuance, but he's still so he's still so gay. He's, still it's, gay. It's, it's, okay, just wanted to make sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I want to say this: the I, act makes you gay. The not, the attraction doesn't. I, I think that's really what you're folks straight, have but to you do gay. Sh- is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean. Um, I think. I think you, what you're attracted to makes you gay. The act is that you you're sexual you you you're free you're sexually fluid, but I uh, I wanted to bring I wanted to uh, bring that up and 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 kind of tie it in. I know I came from left field, right? It's Black History Month, and it's a lot of uh, now we have like the Black Lives Movement, right? It's a lot of people that that was raised in the '80s and the '90s. And the people who were raised in the 80s and the 90s, that was the height of what they consider toxic max, uh, masculinity, right? I'm one of those guys. I'm coming around, right? A lot of people, men in general, black men, are rejecting like the Black Lives Movement and they're rejecting some of the black movement because they can't accept that it's black and queer people, right? Another divisive, another another thing that's divisive and that's keeping us from coming together as a unit. Because when you're discriminated against, you're discriminated against because you're black, but you also discriminated against because you're queer. But we're stronger if we come together. So if we could just start thinking different and 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 not put negative connotations upon labels we can come together and work together as a cohesive unit to move this agenda forward. So I wanted to bring that up. And that's why I say, could sexuality be as innocuous as the color of your eyes? And who told us that that was wrong? I'm not going to engage in it. But if you engage in it, that doesn't make you a lesser person. One of the most uh, revered Men up in African American history is Malcolm X, right? So if y'all read, he was an opportunist. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't make him less of a man. Okay. So, right? say what you're about to say because I, I, the look on your face, yeah, I want it. Look, I want it. I just, I don't, I, I kind of feel like we're all over the place with this, and I'm going, okay, okay, okay. So from here to here to here was was a lot for me because a lot of that just doesn't matter. Um, and then my question is... Did you just say is, Black Lives Don't Matter? No, I don't think I said that. You um, said a lot of that doesn't. I'm, I'm just, a I'm just a extrapolating. Lot, the sexuality part of any oh, okay, of it right. is not really important because sex is a very small part of your person you, the your human identity. experience mm-hmm. but we tend to make sex a huge part of the human experience when you know to be a totally whole person everything has to be in moderation so the fact that we have to even consider the sexuality of something when we're doing it to me is ridiculous. I agree. But I also think you said wrong, you know, and and I'm saying too, you know, who is saying that it's wrong? A lot of people are rejecting the Black Lives Matter movement because of the founders and their manifesto. I understand that, but I I believe 
that as a whole, people think that it is hijacking the Black Lives Matter movement, not that it's founded by them, but that aspect is hijacking the movement. I, I feel like that is what the complaint uh, but, but, is. Therese, the, the, fact, the, the question is, why is it something, to, just like you said, it doesn't matter. Why is it something that's even capable of hijacking the movement? It shouldn't I, even, it shouldn't it even shouldn't matter. Be. I, it that, shouldn't. But I believe that what people are saying is that it is taking precedence because kind of, but you did bring that point into view, which is a lot of times when we start to talk about black rights, civil rights and things that affect the color of our skin, it starts to get watered down with black women. Then it gets watered down with, you know, like you said, bisexual, heterosexual, you know, homosexual, we start to split it instead of taking it as a whole. And so when I say hijacking, I think that we start to say, oh, but queer black people have it harder. And then no black women have it harder. No black men have. And then we split. And now that we can't have a black lives matter movement because we've split into these sectors. And I think that the black community is very sensitive about sexuality. So for that to come up and take precedence, it does begin to get some rejection. It's strategically placed. And that's why I pose that question, because I want to start a movement and a way of thinking to take the power out of that. Mm-hmm. But but by doing that, what you're doing is exactly what gay the gay agenda wants is to refocus our energy to fixing the 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 assault on them. So then we can start talking about Black Lives Matter. So that exactly what you're saying is what black people are worried about. It's like right. we don't need to focus our attention over there right now. We're talking about Black Lives Matter right now. So One thing. The, the pushback, yeah, the, the pushback that they're that that Black Lives Matter is given is exactly why, it, like y- your your argument is why they do that is because instead of talking about Black Lives Matter, now we're talking about the gay agenda, which like and and I definitely agree it should not matter, but and and I've said it plenty of times on here, um, civil or or gay rights are civil rights, mm-hmm. like so the civil rights movement was not just black you know, a black movement. It was about equal protection and equal opportunity for everybody under the law. And so I I definitely agree that they need that fight. We need to have that fight. We need to have those discussions. I mean, equity matters Um, and giving them a leg up because they have traditionally been, uh, you know, pushed down is one thing that we need to do. But black people have been doing it a whole lot more and just as long if not longer, uh, than, than them, uh, getting pushed down in this country. And so I feel like we, we black people as a group needs to take forefront and be addressed first instead of, uh, it's, it's, it's like you, you know, we, we, we've already give reparations to the Jews for the Holocaust. We've already give, given reparations to, uh, Asian Americans for, uh, you know, the, the railroad, uh, yeah. And internment camps like that, we give it to the low hanging fruit. We give it to the easy populations. It's like it's time to focus and say we are going to worry about Black Lives Matter. We are going to address this. We are going to do something about this. And yes, you can reap the benefits of whatever we get 
And then we will focus on your agenda and, and making sure that anything above what we're asking for that, that you need to get your equity. We got you. So my pain but and suffering doesn't I matter. I can't I can't do everything. No, it's not that it doesn't matter. But that's going to be the uh, argument. I, that's I, the argument. I, I get the it. Argument, it's always the argument, argument is going to be we don't believe you. You need more people. Gay people are going to say we can't trust you to say that once all black people get equality that you're going to address our rights because within the black community, they feel like we're the hardest on them. On them. Yep. And that's why they speak up so much. It's kind of hard for them to get behind the whole movement when at the same time, they feel like black people in general are the ones that beat them up and harass them the most. Thank you. I, th- I just think when it comes down to it, no oppressed party wants to put their stuff on the back burner. Yeah. Your, your issues are... That was King's, black lives. That was King's black lives point. matter, but the chances of like you you get to marry who you want to marry. Until recently, they couldn't marry who they wanted to marry. You 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 can't serve. You get to serve in the military. Like you still have rights that I don't have. You know, there's it until we stop and getting in this pissing contest. And, and Teresa kind of hit on it for a second. It's just not the the LGBTQIA community. It's black women it's like it's always it's always something where we're gonna there's gonna be a fight and until we can just say like hey let's just work together like as we do progression as we progress together everybody's gonna win you're gonna st- you're still going to have some issues you need to work on but if we can th- i'm all about the the greater good black women right. have their black no, women I, have their I, issues i want to say this I, I, like, I, I think what we need to do what we need to do is when we have a march have a focal point in that march. Stop trying to bring your additional, you know, outskirts uh, yeah. events to that march. If it's a Black Lives Matter march, it needs to be a Black Lives Matter march. Stop saying Black Lives and, and gay people. And then Black Lives Matter needs to show up. But they're not to a gay rights uh, they're event. Not. They're not. You know, they need to show up. B- black men need to show up to a women's rights event. You know, that's the problem. Is that Black Lives Matter wants to be like, oh no, don't do anything. Y'all come help us. Don't bring your stuff. But no, I ain't going to show up to your stuff. Agreed. That's uh, the issue. I, let, me, let me say this. I'm going to say this. And, and then I'm going to apologize. First, <laughs> I'm going to say, if you're queer and you're black, you have, the same, you have the same things, the same issues that you're fighting for as a straight person next to you. But it's going to be hard for me to come and march right alongside of you when I just heard you in the back calling me up. A F word, right? That's all I'm saying. So we're we're gonna fight for rights together. I need you to respect me in my skin because I respect you in your skin. And then I don't want to get at the end of this march and we get what we want and then turn around. Agree. You you kicking in my club and you beating me up, right? So yeah. so that's all I'm saying. And then I want to apologize for bringing such a heavy topic. To the uh, three brothers, no sense podcast. You, you know we we talk about it all. Oh, we we do it. We do it. <laughs> we talk I, about we it. We love all. it. We, we we I think we've discussed this uh, once Something or twice similar. before. So it's, yeah, Teresa, yeah. close us out on that one. I feel like you your your the wheels in your head are spinning. No, I, they're not. It's just that. Speak your truth. I'm very open. I I think that I've had a very good life, and it's been exposed to a lot of things. So I have a lot of homosexual friends that are very close to me. And I just don't think that 
it's that much of an issue in in the way that we are speaking of it um, so much because life is life. And there are a lot of things about life, whether it's color or homosexuality or whatever it is, you know, where you will not be accepted in society, but you kind of got to put on your big boy drawers and your big girl panties and just go on. You know, it's, it's, I think we tend to make a big deal out of things now when we are at a much better place in society to do things. It is so much, but it's so much worse. In the seventies, you could say words and you could, I mean, Archie Bunker, you know, George Jefferson, it was, those were totally politically incorrect. But that was the stuff we watched on television. And we, you know, even to the Me Too movement, you could tell a woman, hey, I like your dress. And you didn't have to worry about getting sued about that. I think that we have just gotten super sensitive about a lot of things. It is not okay to hurt someone. It is not okay to put your hands on someone. It is not okay to punch the man in the face who said, hey, I think you're cute. But we're also making a a moment out of some things that are not necessarily things that we have to do, you know, and we said it before, we have to get rights as a whole. They tell you all the time, put your mask on first before you try to save someone else. You have to choose. We have to strategically figure out what are we doing here? But right now we're not doing anything because we are constantly fighting each other over who gets to go first. So until we all get together, like what we said, we'll always be walking in circles and the powers that be will be in charge and they'll be laughing and they'll have all the money and all the power and we'll still be talking about it. Yeah. And they'll they'll allow somebody to incite an insurrection and not do anything about it. But anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> all right. Anybody else want to close out on that? I feel like that was a good close on that one. No, I think that was a, that was a pin in it. Yeah, that was a good one. All righty. So, anybody have a question? Because I, I, I think I kind of have one, and I, but uh, I kind of, I, I, I think I kind of have one. I guess. Um, I've been wanting to ask, uh, and and so now that we have a, a, a lovely parenting couple on and everything like that, um, as as well, I, I wanted to ask about, you know, the biblical verse of turn the other cheek. Oh. Um. I saw I saw somebody on the post that was like, um, you know, we need to stop telling our kids to if somebody hits you to hit them back. And then there was somebody that responded under it was like, that's fine for you. But for me in my house, I'm telling my kids <laughs> if somebody hits you, hit them back. So I, I want to know kind of your thoughts on it. And, and, you know, are you guys kind of going down the turn the other cheek or are we saying that we need to go ahead and you know, hold our own. Okay, Rosie, this is what you just did. You want us to argue because I we are not on the same page exactly. So I am in education. I was going to say, you said And it up. so in theory, I have to say, turn the other cheek. Um, I cannot tell my own children to hit somebody back if I have to say at work to some other children, you are not allowed to hit anyone back. I will tell you that uh, my 21-year-old son, 
when he was in, I don't know, second, third grade, something like that. He had a best friend um, and they were playing around at school on the playground and it got heated, something about football because they both played on the same football team and he punched him in the face. The, the, no, his friend punched my son in the face. And so my son, once he got hit in the face, he, his nose started to bleed. He said the first thing he thought about was me saying that if you get into a fight at school, I'm going to kill you. You're going to be in trouble. So he did not hit his friend back. And I was proud of him. And to me, it was handled. Um, The school did not handle it as well as they should have. And of course, that probably had a little bit to do with race and some other things that I can't do anything about. But the boy's father came up there and beat the boy. Nicholas's dad came up there and beat the boy. The boy who beat him, I mean, that hit him. And he got into a lot of trouble, which was kind of bad for the other boy. Now, my son to this day still says to me, you should have let me hit him back. I'm mad because you didn't let me hit him back. But I still feel like you took the higher road because you did not get in trouble at school. <laughs> okay, Michelle. You, <laughs> shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, number one, because had my son hit him back, then my son probably would have been put out of school because here you are the only black boy in this class. You are one of the bigger, darker children in this school, probably the biggest, darkest child in this school. Nick played and football I think that for... The way that he, uh, he was a linebacker for uh, University of Florida. Linebacker, right? Or did yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's that's And, type, that's and, this, type, and at this about. point, he was, yeah, he was in like the third grade. I think he was like in the third grade. And the other kid was, you know, he was a football player too. Uh, but he just happened to be Caucasian. But they, again, they were best friends. So I think that it can be worked out. I always tell my children to use your words and your brain first. If your words and your brain do not get you where you need to be, then you use your brawn because you have a brain and you're smart. Use that first. Okay, my turn. Sure. First, before I want to unpack this, this whole concept of turning the other cheek, right? Turning the other cheek is pushed up on the oppressed because they know that if the oppressed fight back, then we'll overturn overturn the oppressor, right? But what does turn the other cheek? What are they really asking you to do? Now, we immediately think when somebody do something to us physically, we have to retaliate physically. The same people who told us to turn the other cheek, they never turned the other cheek. They never been passive and let somebody do something to them and they didn't and they didn't do anything back. Teresa, what'd you say? What'd you say? I wanna hear what she said though. She said everything doesn't have to always be philosophical. Yeah, and everything doesn't go back to that. <laughs> All right, I'm not done. Okay, go ahead. Be patient. I with am. Me. I'm just trying. just enjoy the journey. Okay. Turn another cheek, okay. Teresa. <laughs> 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 yeah, go over there with your cheek turn. So 
turn the other cheek means for me, well, first of all, I'm, that's out the window. I'm not going to do that. But what I'm not going to do is let you do something to me and then my retaliation puts me in a bigger hole than what you did to me, correct? So in that situation where Nicholas got punched in the face, you have to expel that energy. You just can't hold that energy because that energy is going to sit with you until you find some other way to release it. Now, he could have done something back to him and got him back, like been in a race and he bought some thorn uh, some thorn uh, bushes and tripped them and got them in the bushes and be like, my bad, bro. But, you know, you got to get some get back. So as an adult, when somebody do something to you, you retaliate, you sue, you well, he's talking about children. Oh, raising children. Raising children. Oh, all right. Raising I'm sorry. Children. I'm sorry. I, I get out. I got it. Bring me back in. My son, if somebody did something to my son, I want him to think it out and make a calculated uh, counter counteract. So if you punch him, I mean, if it's thought out and he needs to punch you back, let's say if you're a bully, because the only way to stop a bully is to fight them, you better punch him in his nose. Okay. So be calculated with it. Make sure that you're you in a position where he caught off guard and then, bam, attack. Okay. Or you make sure that they get in trouble. So I'm a dad. But a bully we should know about. So if it was a bully... We yeah, we're going to know about after he come from home from school with the teacher saying that your son punched the bully in the face. <laughs> That's how we're going to find out. No, Willie has a pattern. So we would have already known. Yeah, but it ain't going to be no pattern on Noah because Noah going to, it's going it's gonna to be a beginning and an end that day. It's going to be a pattern on the person that's turning their cheek. Okay. Bully. You saw, if you are bullying someone, that's a pattern. A one-time thing is not bullying. A one-time thing is just an act. So if your child, Noah, is at school, and somebody just gets angry about something and they push him or hit him. That's not bullying. That was a one time. So if he gets pushed or hits, what are you saying that you want to happen? I want him to retaliate. Okay. So there's your answer. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what about you, man? Uh, um, I want my daughter to either hit them back or... Uh, tell the teacher and I don't think she can fight too well <laughs> so I'm really pushing for her to tell the teacher uh, but if, it, if it's bullying especially if it's bullying and I, I think I've said this on this show before but if not I want to go on record with this just in case if my daughter is getting bullied I hope it's worth it to that bully because if they don't stop then they're going to have to watch me and their parents each other up because I will, <laughs> I will fight the parents of a right. bully and I'm gonna it's gonna be a step process I'm you know talk to the teacher talk to the principal talk to the parents what are you if telling not, these if, teachers if, and principals nobody handles it so now we we fighting at the schoolyard and it's gonna be bad but hey I try to tell y'all to get this kid to keep them keep their hands to themselves. So I'm at the f somebody parent up. And depending on the age of the kid, they might can get it too. Because as y'all know, <laughs> anybody 12 and up that spits can already get it. 
Now, I haven't determined the age on when hands can be thrown, but if you spit at or on me at the age of 12, you are no longer a kid. You can get it. Wow. And since we've been talking about the Bible, Jesus was responsible for his sins at what, the age of 11 or 12? 11. So you are responsible for spitting. I will fuck you up if you spit at me. <laughs> Byron, I, I totally stand behind you. We'll more bonus here too, buff. Yeah, if you spit, my <laughs> reflex just might slap you in the face. It's just you the gave right him a year, a year better than Jesus. That, that is, <laughs> and you know what? And you can always go back and ask for forgiveness. Yep. Or <laughs> ask him to turn the other cheek. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, so it was my question. So, oh, no, 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 your I, question. I'll answer. I got. I'll go. Yeah, yeah. So go. for me, um, I'm kind of like Lenny, where I wanted to be calculated. But it's not always, it doesn't always have to be physical. So we had a situation, and, I, and for you guys that don't know, I mentor. So we went out a few weeks ago with the lamplighters, and we were in a situation where um, it got kind of hostile with uh, another young black man who wasn't in our, our group uh, and some older white gentlemen. And the lamplighter team and myself, we de-escalated the situation. Uh, the guy was trying to get the kids kicked out and the staff came and all that stuff. And one thing that came from it was I realized that you can't just think about what's happening to you. You always have to think about what could possibly happen moving forward because you're in control of the situation. So like you said, um, Nicholas was a the only black kid bigger, blacker than everybody else. Yes, this is happening to you, but the end result could be much worse than this. Maybe he needs to do what Lenny says and trip him or find some other way, like football practice. Coach, I want to play offense. I want to, whatever it is, I want to run a route. I want to do something. I need to see you in the bull ring. I need to see you like this isn't over, but I have to do this right because this young black man was uh, probably anywhere between 17, I'll call it maybe 20. Um, but he was the, he had his chest puffed up and I'm going to beat you, you know, I'm going to beat you when we get out of here. Best believe you're going to see me, da, da, da. And for all the onlookers, if the police came, he's guilty. He's threatening people. Case closed. It was three older white men there, probably our age or above there. If I, I almost can guarantee if we wouldn't have been there, the police wouldn't have called or it would have went a lot worse. And he was there with, I think, three or four young, uh, young black ladies who were there defending him as well. And I was like, you know, we talked to him after like, dude, you got to remember what's going on around you, because if that would have went down, those young ladies would have jumped in, too. But. It's bigger than just this moment. We've seen so much happen. Can't blame anything that happened to these unarmed black men. but. This situation could have went a lot worse, a lot worse. And our kids were asking, what are we supposed to do? How do we handle that? Are we supposed to help? And the only thing we could tell them is like, you have to make a calculated decision. You can't just look at what's happening. Unfortunately, and I'm not saying it's right. This is the reality of it. You can't just look at what's happening right now. How is this going to affect you? Nicholas Wynne got in a fight that one time and it could have been okay. But they, I guarantee him being that only black kid there would have stuck in his record the whole... It might have been in his official record, but the, if that would have happened again, they would have threw a book at him. There's a pattern with you, Nicholas. 
Something's yes. going to happen. And it's unfortunate. That's the life we have to live. And so it's tough to teach your kids. Like, I want to teach my kids to be kids because my son is almost two. He reacts. Kids are going to react. But now we have to tell our kids to be smarter. They, they have to be almost think like an adult. They have to make. And that's that's unfair to ask a second grader, or third grader to say, hey, if you get hit. And you probably know you can kick this dude's ass. I'm not telling my kid to turn the other cheek. Look at the bigger picture. And weigh your risk, because if, if my son would have hit him back or my daughter would have hit them back, I wouldn't be confident that they weren't just reacting. They felt like that it was necessary and they're OK with the consequences. And if they're OK with the consequences, and I told the kids that I can't I can't tell you. And this is when we really got upset is when the, one of the white dudes kind of went off to he and I think he didn't know we were over there. He told the young black girl, like, I'll kick your ass too. And that's when like, whoa, not going to happen. You're not going to do that. You're not going to disrespect a black woman in front of us. And it was actually one of the lamplighter fathers that heard it. And he just sprung into action and we all just reacted. But telling those kids they have to calm down, like, hey, it's not worth it. They're 17, 18. They feel attacked. They feel like the racism, all this stuff. But that's the reality we have to live in. And if they would have chose that decision, when you make a decision, you have to be willing to deal with the consequences. And, and most of the time, the it's not on our side. You have to start early. And, and I think that goes into what you're saying. What do you teach your children? What do you teach your as they're growing up? And I, I, I believe that it's not about turning the other cheek as much as all of those things are kind of parables of what you have to do and the decisions that you have to make. And when you raise your children with that concept of turning the other cheek, it's not necessarily about the other person. It's about them. It's about their safety. And it's also about what you have taught them. And had I not taught him from being one and two, that you have to think before you react. You have to realize that you are the biggest, blackest person in every situation then he may not have known that. And like you said, that would have been a mark on him going forward. And in elementary school, he would have that. And then going into middle school, if something was to happen, then he'd get something else. Then you get to high school. There's another thing. And you're already labeled by the time you get ready to go to college and you've got these recruiters and they're saying, you know, well, what kind of student is he? And then they pull out this folder and say, well... He's it looks like he's angry. You know, it mm-hmm. looks like but that's an eight year old. And that's that's what sucks. About I want to say this. What you're saying, Ferg, and what you're saying, Teresa, they have a term called uh, PTSD from being black. I agree. That's from people like holding it in. I agree. And always having to take those blows and not doing anything about it yeah, yeah, and yeah. going through I, life and holding that stuff but, in. Yeah, and I was going to say my disclaimer too. Like, mess with your now, mental health. And I'm about to let yeah. you know. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So Dr. Umar Lenny, um, I understand. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> right there, I'm like, yeah, you are 100% right. That is, that's true. But that's talking about the problem. That's not the solution. Yeah. So, But no, but, but I, I, I get what he's saying. And, and I, I, think we're almost all on the same page actually is we're not teaching we're not teaching our kids to turn the other cheek we're teaching our kids to be smart 
Thank so you. I, I, my thing is, I don't like the parable because it's a it's a binary decision, right? Mm-hmm. It's fight or turn the other cheek. I'm not telling my kids to turn the other cheek. You don't turn the other cheek. We get, we're getting revenge, but <laughs> we're going to be smart about our revenge. It's best served cold. Mm-hmm. You, you get hit. You need to make a big to do. Make sure everybody saw you got hit. You need to go tell the teacher. You need to let it know what happened. And then we're going to take it from there. We're going to escalate. I'm going to come up there. I'm, I'm trying it to the biggest extent of the law. I want to press charges. They hit my baby. I'm pressing charges. I think he on that stuff. We don't look at him. Look at yeah, him. His eye twitching. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It must be his upbringing. I don't know what his parents are teaching him. I'm, I'm going after the jugular. Exactly. I'm just let you know. I don't care because that's what they do to us. That's what and they that's do not to turning us. Just the like other cheek. That, yeah, yeah like, just like you so, said, Lenny. It's like well, it, it's that PTSD of being black. We have that pres- the presumption of guilt, and they have the presumption of innocence. And I'm not having it. And so it's going to be whoever hit him. We going at it. Me and the parents. I want to have everybody in this room. We pressing charges if we can. I want them suspended. I want it on their record because if my child hit them, my child would. It would be on my child's record. And it's funny you say that because Lenny, we're going back to you, what you were saying earlier. Going back to the biblical point, it it's. I would say like I I want to read that Bible to white people are reading, because I don't see this turn to other cheek shit and all this stuff. I feel like we we embrace certain parables. They have started wars. They, they all this uh-huh. stuff. It's it's but we everything. I feel like we're taught or pushed down our throat, and this is going to Bible bashing. Is is making us more docile. And my disclaimer is. I'm going to teach my kid, kids how to be strategic, but my goal is to make sure when they make that decision to, to, for it to go on, I want them to be trained. I want Muay Thai. Oh, I want Krav, win. Mag- Krav Maga. I want uh, Jiu-Jitsu. It's like, so if we doing oh, this. My kids, my, you, you see my kids taking Taekwondo and they already know how to shrimp, baby. Let's get it. They're they going to achieve them out and they taking them out. Over. Like, you really, we watch, we, you really we, want to do we this? We watch UFC. So they... <laughs> If they gonna hit somebody, I want them. To, I want to. I want a W. Teach about a choke out. Nate Chokers. Parker in um uh, in Birth of a Nation. If y'all if y'all seen that movie, he had a scene in that movie where he was playing uh, Nat Turner and he was reading the portions of the Bible that was applicable to the black people, and he was standing right next to a white pastor, and every verse that he read, the white pastor uh, read back to him the the opposing verse. So it was showing in the movie, it was a scene when the movie where it was contradiction, it was contradicting itself. And basically what in that scene, he was trying to show you, Hey, this Bible, this same Bible is written to oppress you, but it's, is uh, is written to keep me in power, but to oppress you. So every, every uplifting verse you have, I have a verse that's saying, Hey, Oh, be obedient to your master. Hey, you know, do all the, all mm-hmm. these things. So when you say, I want to read that like, Bible, like the white man, said, read, yeah, that Bible. Yeah. It, yeah it's, you're it's, reading it. They verse. use, they use turn the other cheek when it's a white person on a white person. Like, and, and, and again, Everybody, we're not trying to paint a blanket all white people. We're talking about racist white people. When we say white people, we're talking about racist white people. Good white people, y'all good with us. Y'all cool. All right. So when we say white people in this context, we're talking about the racist white people. Buff, what you got for us? You've been quiet over there, bro. No, I I mean, I I said what I have to say. I, I also, I'm not an expert on the Bible, but I don't. I always took it as it didn't necessarily mean word for word. Somebody slap you like you turned the other cheek. 
it's more or less telling you that God is going to have vengeance. Like God will take revenge for you. Not necessarily like physically, like you can defend yourself. You have a right to defend yourself. Uh, but as far as like getting somebody back that you feel has wrong, done you wrong, not necessarily physically, but something else, like somebody may have, I don't know, said something to the supervisor that cost you a promotion or something like that. God would take care of that, I think, is what the parable is saying. Like, we always paint. Oh, G- no, bro. It, it literally paint- says if somebody slaps you. I mean, the Bible, <laughs> the Bible the says a lot of literal things that are meant to like. Like, yeah, would give us Teresa, right. but we have you seen. I mean? Yeah, because so, yeah, uh-huh. it was written back when people said smite. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I don't, and like you said, I'm Byron, you know, Byron, you and I are we we agree on a lot of things, and it's, it is just not a literal document. And uh, you know, my husband and I will go back and forth. That's why I just don't <laughs> even try. Um, it, it's it's not a literal instrument it is a guide and so honestly to worry about being tit for tat with someone to me that means being tit for tat with someone is a waste of time and i I agree with you but i think when you're talking to the educated people but when you're teaching others it can be used as a tool to oppress Like we have we'll people who don't we'll learn or listen if, uh, but, with uh, their own intelligence. You yeah, are correct. Yeah, but yeah. Remember, that's the thing Jesus is you can't you can't blame the Bible Jesus, for that. And, Jesus and, and, was and that, this one, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jesus was valid. I, I I think what people have to understand the same thing with you know the gun talk, right? The Second Amendment talk. They like guns don't kill people. People with guns kill people, right? It, it's the Bible is there to uplift. It can be used as a tool to oppress. That, that it's very different. It's not meant to oppress. It's used by bad people to oppress. Agreed. That's not true. Uh, yeah, thank you, Lenny. It was used to oppress. <laughs> but it's what you said. It, it, I, 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 I did it, it was used to oppress. Oh, but oh, the, the parables and the things in it aren't there to oppress people. It's a, if you, fairly, if you, it's a fairly sexist book. Oh, definitely. Because, but it was yeah, an oppression. Yeah. There. I mean, but based on the time. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. you, you take it. They took it. They're, opportunistic back to the back mm-hmm. I have this book it gives these great stories and I can use it to rule over women I can use it to rule over my servants I can use it to rule over whoever and so if I don't like them and it's all it's propaganda it's it's anything you can take anything that's good and turn into something something negative so uh-huh. yeah um, and, and yeah. like we talked about the gay, I think there's like seven, um, seven verses in the Bible that talks about gayness. But, you know, it talks about sh- eating shellfish and wearing blended clothes uh, more often. But people don't ever say nothing about that. Like they, they ain't striking people down and putting people out of the church because they wear uh, blended clothing. <laughs> the story of David and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Is that the co- so, yeah, that was a conversation we had a long, a long conversation about the other day, right? We, we we'll be all day talking about yeah, that. Um, anyway, anyway, all what's right. The next question. I'm ready for the next question. So I think we, I think we're done. Yeah, yeah. We usually uh, only do two when we have a guest. Okay. Well, I mean, let's, y'all have so much structure. I just want to say I love y'all podcast. It's smart. It's um, it's a way to have three hosts on the podcast without talking over each other with the questions. So you allow you 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 ask a question and you allow the other person to answer the question without getting into back and forth and everybody talking over each other. And also, Byron, I just want to say 
I've been a, a fan of your podcast, uh, Politically Entertaining, oh. since like 2017, 2016, when y'all had, y'all had Tim Wise up on, on, oh, yeah. y'all interviewed Tim yeah. Wise. That dude was Y'all had a lady on there, uh, that was an advocate. She had a, a son that was a, uh, an artist that had, uh, autism. Yeah, Terry Matthews. Yeah, this was, yeah. Th- this was back in the days. Yeah. So I, uh, boy, I've been listening to Bring y'all. It back. So man, I appreciate that, bro. I'm a fan too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Teresa, thank you for joining us. Lenny, thank you for joining us. Teresa, do you want to give the people a quick uh, summation of Valentine's and our argument earlier, our discussion earlier today? Okay, so it seems like men tend to believe that Valentine's Day is a trick for men to have to buy another gift to celebrate women one more time in the year that they have already celebrated them. Let's see. So by February, it's been Christmas. So just one, this is just one more time. But you all feel like it's just another time for you all to have to celebrate the woman when almost every holiday is about the woman anyway. So we kind of talked earlier today and I tried to get you to understand and come over to the other side to know that Valentine's Day is not just about gift giving, but it is. Are you what is is you doing this? I'm agreeing with you, baby. Just keep talking. Don't worry about me. It's not about the gift giving as much as it's about the celebration of love. And it does go both ways. I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. As long now. as you don't think lingerie and sex is is uh, Valentine's Day gifts. Okay, so there's another one. There's another one. It, sex is not a gift. It's okay. not a gift. So lingerie and sex, though, Mm-mm. wouldn't that be different than just come on here, come get it? <laughs> no. Lingerie is a gift on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, yeah. So yeah, it, it's, it's got to be like a okay. random Tuesday. Right. That, that's okay. when it's a gift. Arbor like, Day. Like, if you come down no, to some laundry no, on no Arbor holiday, Day, like, like come get it. That's a gift. That's yeah, a gift. Yeah, it's an unexpected <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, oh, ooh, that's that's a, it's a surprise gift. No, it is not a holiday gift. Okay. All right. And, and I'll give you that because I'm not it. saying that sex and lingerie is is what you're supposed to get on Valentine's Day. But on I'm, a Tuesday, on me, a Tuesday, let me when tell you, you just had PTA and um, carpool gift and all of that, gift you, you, should, you should expect to come and get it. On a Tuesday, but, no, but you shouldn't expect it. That's why it's a gift. That's that's why it's a gift because it's like I don't expect it, and it's like you have PTA. Oh, it's a Tuesday. You made lasagna. Like, like, I'm coming I'm in. You see how she tried to twist and say gift. Yeah, 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 yeah. You expect yeah, no, it. You no, expect it's, it. It's, it. He said yeah. the boy said it's, gift. It's, he was very it's, clear. He yeah, said it's gift. a gift because don't it's unexpected. It's 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 one of those like you use lingerie for a you know oh here it is a random gift. It's it's a random gift. It's not a holiday. Like, okay, I know on anniversary, my birthday and Valentine's Day that I'm getting some lingerie and I'm going to get some nanny. Like, <laughs> for real, that's it? Let me, that's let all me tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, Rosie. I've, ne- I've never heard real, a guy. that's all I'm getting? No. I've okay, never got we, I've we've never taken that part out. No, no. It's, okay, did. it's going to be out. We took that part out. Oh. 
So Which we, we do have okay the lingerie and the sex. That's not a gift. That's not the okay. gift. Okay. The All gift right. is so. I was talking to Ferg and I said, the gift is that you love that person in their love language on that day. Because we do tend to love people in our own love language. In our house, Lenny is this words of affirmation, physical touch person. You know, I am. And actually, I'm not gift. I am acts of service. And what was the other? Um, your acts of service and um, and gifts. Okay. So, and I think that kind of goes hand in hand because acts of service, you do things. And then I also was raised to believe that you put your money where your mouth is, that you have to invest in what you're saying that you love. If you're not, if there's no investment in it, then it's not that important to you. That's just how I feel. They okay. raise you right because you can invest. <laughs> you can invest in, in in any other kind of ways besides money. It depends on how much money you have. If you're Michael Jordan and you buy somebody a car and a house, then it's not a big deal. But if you don't have that much and you buy somebody a car and a house, that means you're giving them of yourself. Well, two things here. First of all, back to the lingerie thing. No, I've never heard a man on February fifteenth be disappointed that. He got some and she didn't have on lingerie. Said no man ever. <laughs> like, dog, exactly. you know, man. Shh. What happened? You good? Now? Yeah, man. Teresa just came down and just, she ain't had no lingerie on. Like, no man ever has said that on the 15th. Second part, you said the love language. Valentine's has capitalized on the gift giving love language. Now, mm-hmm. what you said earlier, if it's our our day as a reminder to express that other person's love language, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If, my, if her love language is not receiving gifts or giving gifts, then why are we giving gifts? If it's acts of service, why can't it be something or words of affirmation? If Rizzi might write a poem, Buff might like... That's their love language, but the that works. It works. That works. That works. But let me tell you, I can tell you exactly what my favorite Valentine's Day was with my husband, and he was not even my husband at the time. My fate, and I won't even she tell talking you that about part. me. You are my husband. <laughs> yeah. um, Words of affirmation. Did you write, you write a point, bro? It was it was close. Um, we we he was working. He was training. So he was traveling a lot. So I met him in Atlanta. We were actually in Atlanta and I met him. And when I got there, it was Valentine's Day and he had posted hearts all over the room. And in each heart, it said something that he loved about me. So every heart had, you know, I love you because you do this. I love you because you support me. I love you because you're beautiful. And I still have those hearts somewhere because he likes to, he likes to throw my stuff away. I like to keep things. He likes to throw them away. She's a hoarder. That's what he says. (laughs) So I kept those hearts because it meant a lot to me. That was $10. And that was my gift. My my gift was time. We spent time together. I'm sure we ate dinner, but you know, dinner, it was, it was dinner and we were in uh, a hotel room and he bought me that stuff. Did you have lingerie? Time, I, keep going. Keep going. I did. I did have, I did have lingerie, but, you, but y'all weren't but married. I so also, it didn't count. All right. That was I the expectation. Also, 
bought him a picture frame that had candy hearts around it. And it was a picture of me and him in the frame because we were fairly new in our relationship. And I bought him cards. It's still new. Cut it out. Three years is new. (laughs) But that was my favorite Valentine's Day. And like he said, it cost him $10 in the price of dinner. Yeah. And so my point is that most women, you know, that have good sense, because as I tell my husband all the time, there are so many women who do not have good sense. And there are a lot of young women who are messing it up for everybody. But if you know what you want, all you want is the special attention that Valentine's Day makes a man focus on. That's it. Okay. That's all you have to do for Valentine's Day, men, is focus on making your mate feel loved and doing something out of the ordinary. Not a, it's Valentine's Day here card. And I agree with you 100%. My thing is, I always feel like um, it's not reciprocated. I feel like women feel like they don't have to. They can throw some lingerie on and call it a day. Uh-huh. And, and it's like, you don't put forth that same effort. And not saying men expect it. And I think we don't expect it because half the time we just like, you'll be disappointed if you keep expecting stuff. We t- we get Father's Day and Father's Day has never been that that crazy holiday for most guys. We barely get Father's Day because <laughs> but, uh, the women listen, always yeah, say uh, it counts for single moms too, so... Yeah, yeah, well, and then, and then we that. end up cooking on it. Like, can you? Because it's in the summer. Oh, can you barbecue for Father's Day? Like, okay, well, I I, you, better, you better hold say on, something. Hold on, hold on. I, I want to say this: if 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 y'all are disappointed on Valentine's Day, and you disappointed on Father's Day, then y'all not running a tight program. <laughs> y'all need to tighten up your program. Get some women in, 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 in line. Okay, and, and let I don't them know about in line. Yeah, and get them a clear understanding <laughs> so they can have a clear expectation what you expect from them. Uh-huh. My wife, she she she's on the program. She already know because as she mess up, I'm pulling her. She gonna ride the bench, <laughs> and I'm gonna have I'm gonna put my second string in. So that's all I'm saying. So teach them young girls on how to keep your starting position, and when the contract come up. You know, you can get that that franchise contract, and I make you happy. Okay, so I'm turning the other cheek, and I am also going. Look, I raise you. Yeah, you did. Uh, all right, I will. You don't don't put no, me on. Father's Day for me is the set out. I have to say, I wake up in the morning. I get gifts from all the children. I get special things. Hazy. She put lipstick on and everything. Mm-hmm. She on the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi guys. What's hey. going on? Hey, what's hey, Teresa. What's How are you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, it's a pandemic. You know what? Why are you here? <laughs> Could you give us your thoughts on Valentine's Day and oh. uh and, and why we should celebrate it? Why we should or shouldn't celebrate? No, should. From a woman's perspective, what are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? Um, I think it's good for the people, you know, (laughs) honestly, I would prefer a man that treats me well every day of the year over one holiday. Um, but I think it's a good reminder to just, um, to put love first. 
So for those that don't necessarily think to be loving or I guess romantic on the daily, it's a good way to be like, okay, this is something that I need to focus on for this particular day. Um, So for me, it's just a good reminder. You know, it's more of a man-made holiday, but I think the intention is good. I'm not huge on like the consumerism aspect of it, you know, because it's like, you know, it's like, okay, buy this, buy this, buy that. But it's like what really caters to your particular partner, you know, it may not be something that's materialistic. So if you think of it in that aspect, you know, I think it's good to make Valentine's more personal for your relationship and mm-hmm. not just go along with the mainstream idea of it. And um, because if Ferg bought me a box of chocolate, you know, and roses, that wouldn't really appeal to me because that's not me. But um, if he thought of something that really catered to me and it happens to be on Valentine's Day, I would appreciate it more. So, okay. <laughs> so it's hitting the reset button on your love language. Right. And that's so that and that is so you've heard two women say about the same thing. Yep. And you all are still thinking that women are out here saying something else. So you just had two women say the same thing. So what other women are y'all talking about? <laughs> oh, I'm I mean, I'm good on Valentine's Day. Like I think I think I think Fur was talking about women in general, but in general, for, yeah, for, like out, out there for in the us, we shouldn't care what other women do. It, your your spouse should know what you like and what you don't like. So Valentine's Day, Father's Day, all that stuff should be good. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't a, a condemnation on like our our um, thing, but I mean, when you when you look at it, when you look at social media, and maybe again, it's the outspoken minority that's doing it. You know, the the masses probably are doing exactly what you guys are talking about, talking, speaking the love language, giving gifts, you know, on on that day that the other um, person actually wants. Uh, but then there's those folks out there that be like, he didn't get me a Birkin bag, girl. He don't love me. Right. And those are and also the ones that we're watching on reality television, which is the devil, by the way. And also, you know, social media, because social media drives a lot of this. You know, we have a lot of young girls who are watching people open gifts. They're watching, you know, what other people have and then they begin to feel like oh well my man isn't doing for me what they're seeing other women get and a lot of times that's just fake we got women sending flowers to themselves right Mm -hmm. and I think that's an important point that you bring up you know reality tv is that it's reality tv like remember to live in your own reality and realize that is your truth so don't just go off of what you're seeing on tv you know, and think that it's like your life because it's not. Yeah, right. it's the devil. The devil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it looks like we're running a little long, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Well, we had a surprise guest come in. I really appreciate you, babe. And my shout out and I really appreciate to appreciative to the Givenses for showing up last minute. Teresa was down there having a. What were you saying, being girls' night or whatever you were doing? It, it was definitely a girls' night. But you enjoyed yourself, I, I assume. I, okay. Wow. Did I you did. not? Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> but By, really, Byron and I connected. It, it, in these COVID times, like this is one of the best things that you know you can do is kind of a virtual just chat with your friends. 
Very nice. <laughs> she didn't agree. Notice that. But I, I know, I know. We really appreciate it, though. Appreciate you guys for coming on, Lenny. We will definitely follow up with those books and post it for our readers, our listeners. Rising Buff, you guys have any parting words? Um, I just want to give Ali a shout out. He he won the Finley Award for character, uh, which is a big thing in Hoover, uh, where they pick one kid from each grade level in the city to uh, win this award. And he got it for all the kindergartners uh, at the school. So he got the character award. Sophie won it her uh, kindergarten year. And so the principal called and he was just like, I don't know what you're doing with these kids, but it's very rare for two kids to get it in the same family. And it's very rare for the both of them to get it in the kindergarten class. So um, nice. he's like, great job. And so I and I told him, I was like, yeah, it was all their mom. You know, she she passed away last year. But at the same time, she set that kind of precedent and, and, and got them where they needed to be. So uh, I'm just kind of coasting right now and just, um, you know, I'm winning off of her hard work. So um, shout out to him. Great job. Proud of him and uh, proud of Sophie as well. And we're just going to keep rocking, man. Well, congrats, Ali. Buff, what do you have for us? I don't have anything. Uh, just don't put Gorilla Glue in, glue in your hair. That's, that's all I have. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Um, I, and I'm so mad they had to put out a statement saying that. Like, I'm, I'm mad about that. <laughs> no, right. Right. Well, well I'm going to have a moment of just uh, clarity and just, I, how do I say this? I enjoyed a Tyler Perry movie the other night. Um, <laughs> which was one the, was it? Nobody's one? Fool with Tika something. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've seen it. I'm going to pause right there. She, that's, that's my my, hall, my new hall pass. Uh, oh, yeah, baby, that's my new hall pass. Uh, I can't have any. No, Just disrespect. No, 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 because you see people like, this is the one that had, Jadena became her hall pass at a Jadena concert. <laughs> Like it doesn't work that way. <laughs> What's wrong with that? No, we'll talk another day. But it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was one of his be- better written shows. I I enjoyed it. I'm kind of kind of embarrassed to say it. So, nah, man, support that brother, man. Givenses, what do you guys have for us? Leave us leave us with us some words of comfort, benediction, or something. Well, you should watch Fall from Grace if you hadn't seen that one already. That's a Tyler Perry as well. But it was different. It was different, Tyler Perry. Didn't you watch that with me? The one, the attorney? Mm. Okay. Fall from Grace. It's quarantine. Watch it. No, what we don't do is we don't suggest more. That was was like a big step for me to watch one. So to try (laughs) to get me to watch another one is just not going to happen. Okay. And I didn't even know what she told me with Tyler Perry. And I almost didn't watch it. But because... Tika something was in there. I just kind of, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. All right. Uh, thank you for inviting inviting us inviting us on the Givens. Sis. Um, <laughs> stop. It's very rare where you can come to a platform where you have uh, uh, four black men or three black men uh, that are raising children uh, in the same household uh, where you can get their perspective. A lot of times. Um, men are raising children outside the household and they're getting advice from other men that are raising children outside of the household and they're not getting good, solid advice. And they're getting advice from about relationships from somebody who's not married. The barbershop. The barbershop. The barbershop. They're married and going to barbershop too. Stop. Um, 
that are getting advice from people that are not married. So you guys uh, have that platform. Um, and thank you for inviting us on that platform. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, thank I you for having it. us. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. We enjoy it. And we have yeah. it. We have it on tape now. All right. <laughs> so you can't go back. On, you can't go back on it. But we appreciate you coming, um, especially uh, you, Teresa, because it was last minute. And Thank Lenny, any time with you is always fun. I know I was going to enjoy the show. Please feel free to come back. We'll have to have you guys back again. And make sure you check Lennon out on where? The Bruz Bookshelf. And Buck, okay. you haven't mentioned it in a while. They can go listen to some episodes of what? Politically Entertaining. All right. And of course, keep listening to Three Brothers No Sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Happy Black History Month. See you next week.